Hello boys and girls ladies and gentlemen this is Nishant and welcome to another episode of the Nishant Girl show this is a podcast about helping you live a fulfilled life and my job on the show is to invite the world class experts to extract the practices routines and habits to help you live a fulfilled and abundant life This episode is brought to you by Friday Newsletter. Every Friday, I share an exclusive email to the newsletter subscribers which mentions what I am learning, recent podcast updates, things I'm experimenting with, books I'm reading and much much more. You can find the newsletter link at https://nishankar.me and i s h a n t g a r g.me. In this episode, the tables are turned. My friend Lisa Pineda interviews me on how I started the podcast, my journey of migrating from India to US, the unfortunate death of my brother, how I built the world class network from zero, and much, much more. She has been on my show as a guest. You can check out her interview at nishangarg.me/podcast. Lisa Pineda is an international yoga and meditation instructor, documentary executive producer of the Yogi. two-time TEDx speaker and a global retreat leader. She combines decades of experience in healthcare as an award-winning multimedia journalist and a yoga instructor to create endless space for authenticity. Lisa advocates for individuals and families who are struggling to start a family with her creation of yoga for fertility. And now, please enjoy Welcome Nishant. I'm so excited to see you again. It's amazing to connect with you in just a year. Thank you so much, Lisa. It is my honor and pleasure to connect with you again. Thank you again. First of all, I want to let you know I am a super fan of your podcast and it's barely been a year since it's launched. And congratulations on all the success. Huge success. you're now listened to in 24 countries. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a year and it's been a journey, a long journey. It's just a year and it seems that it's been a long journey. Everybody should try their hands in podcasting. You will learn so much, so much that you will never regret. Nishant, what was the catalyst for you to start a podcast? It just happened. Sometimes things happen and you become so grateful for that i will give you a specific example because i believe in the specificity rather than talking the vuvus so in the first week of january 2020 i was already working in the corporate and i woke up i think it was january 6 i woke up at 5 am and i didn't want to go to work i was feeling depressed i kept looking at the ceiling of my room It was 7 a.m. and I pulled my journal and I wrote down whatever I was feeling. I filled in seven pages, all the emotions, all the disappointments and all those unpleasant emotions. Because I had enjoyed this kind of work for the last 10 years and I came to a point where I wasn't enjoying. I was passionate about it or I'm passionate about it, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. It was paying me six-figure salary, but it just... Wow. didn't feel aligned and i i had started writing about my learnings experiences in terms of microblogs on facebook instagram and all these platforms so i thought let's give it an experiment to this podcast 
when my number was six. So I picked this number six for some weird reason. I I thought, okay, before I give up, I will do the six episodes just for an experiment. And I gave myself six to seven weeks of deadline that I have to do this in six to seven weeks. I didn't have any network. I didn't know anybody in this world. I just asking my friends, hey, can you just come on the podcast and we can just talk about everything. We can talk about stories. We can talk about basically anything. And, you know, when you're just starting, people are going to say no. You hear a lot of no's. But yes, very, very fortunate to have some yeses in the very beginning. So I did seven, actually seven to eight in for six or seven weeks. And it just got started. I didn't even have a microphone, a professional microphone. I was just using a crappy microphone of my office. Good for it you. just got started. And I didn't believe in the perfectionism. My intention was just get started and keep improving over the time. So that was the catalyst to get started. And the thing was, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling unpleasant emotions. But I knew some hacks or mindfulness hacks i was able to process that so if somebody is going through the same situation and they are not aware how to do that how can i be a source of this catalyst to provide some tools routines habits and practices to bring this fulfillment in people's lives and that's where the whole thing got started got you so you have such an inspiring story i just want to take a step back because you have only been living in this country for just a few years. What was that journey like and the unfortunate passing of your brother? Yeah, great way to get into the weeds. I moved to the U.S. in 2014, November 1st. I remember I was working for a company back in India, technically Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana. So from there, some offshoring center i was working for their offshoring center in india and they offered me to work in the louisiana office in 2014 november 1st at that point i had an ex-girlfriend in 2013 2014 back in india i wanted to marry her i was deeply emotionally in love with her or emotionally high in love <laughs> <laughs> i was 25 26 in that period and all of a sudden, in 2014, September, my brother was diagnosed as blood cancer. He was six years older to me. And I was 27 in 2014, and he was 33. He was already married for seven to eight years. In September, my girlfriend wanted to break up with me. I mean, my ex-girlfriend wanted to break up with me at that point. And my brother was in the hospital. So there was a lot of emotional turmoil. And I didn't know how to handle all those feelings. I was just a normal dude going through the motions of my life. Making money, running after money from one company to another company to make more and more money, not knowing the why. And fast forward. When my brother was in hospital, the condition was very serious. He wasn't able to take on the chemotherapy. And he the condition was very serious. 
everything was for me everything was planned to travel to the US on November 1st 2014 it was a lot of dilemma whether should i travel or not there were a lot of indian relatives they were saying don't go sure. do this do that and i wasn't sure what to do so we decided to take a leap of faith and i traveled and i landed on november 1st morning and i called my parents hey i'm here and they told me that your brother is no more now so on the same day he he Sorry. died thank you so he died on the same day it was morning in the us and it was evening in the india so he died on the same day and it was my first day in the office here so when you travel to a new country i, I had never traveled to any country in my entire life so that was my new country first time in the us my first day and going through those emotional things yeah you know some sometimes the higher power or god gives you the courage and after 13 days i went back to india for a week i stayed in the us for 6 months the emotional trauma of going through the breakup with my ex girlfriend and with this brother thing and all of a sudden you become a man your parents see you as a man all that emotional spill comes on to you because i was a spoiled kid nobody expected anything out of me wow. at the age of 27 i all of a sudden i became a man wow i just didn't know how to process all these things kept going and kept going i wasn't happy at all i was feeling so lonely after for 6 months living in the louisiana i decided to go back to india i thought unconsciously i thought i will resolve things with my ex girlfriend <laughs> that was in my back of my mind i didn't realize at that point but it didn't happen i went there i went back to india i worked for one to two years again and then i went I came back to us austin texas in 2016 july in july 2016 and since then life has taken a different toll and actually in 2016 when i came to austin texas I had a bad breakup. I was dating somebody who was 10 years older than I was. <laughs> and uh, I was again in love, sort of love. <laughs> and uh, she said it's not going to work due to this age difference. And uh, that was the moment I had hit the rock bottom. Wow. I was looking for something on YouTube how to deal with this breakup and a coach Cory Vane. His name is Cory Vane from Florida. he's he's one of the dating relationship life coach one of the renowned coaches in florida and throughout the world if you want to talk to him one on one he charges 1000 us dollars wow for an hour and i i started listening to his books his one book is how to be a 3% man how to be an alpha male how to show your confidence naturally with women how to show up with purpose and i kept listening it just on learning things you have you have so much of programming how you have to unlearn first then you have to learn new things and uh, it started in early 2017 and from there now we are having this conversation and actually i sent an i sent a gratitude email to that coach this is what i've done i've read your book 50 plus times and i've seen massive transformation and he created a, a youtube newsletter on my 
wow. story how i have been able to transform and shift things it is possible things are possible it is going to take time the, all those un, all those programming that we have had for over the last few years societal conditioning all those cultural beliefs it takes time it's a work you wake up every single day you are not going to be highly motivated every single day this is how i wake up <laughs> this is this is me <laughs> so nishan you are so resilient and strong you've been able to transform your life through these mindfulness practices and also your passion to see the transformation in others lives what made you decide on this thing for your podcast another great question when i started asking people hey would you like to be in the podcast everybody is asking me hey what what is the message what is your mission i didn't have any message i didn't have any mission at that point i wanted to create a short message so that i can explain to others this is what i do if i was somebody i do this i do that bunch of things it was very difficult to motivate others i had learned early on if you want to motivate yourself or others you have to shrink the change if the change is so big you cannot motivate yourself and others so i i was already practicing meditation all these breathing exercises so much walking i thought okay let's start with something let's start with this mindfulness thing and all this thing i started telling people hey i am on this mission to spread mindfulness awareness and i would love for you to join me in this movement and from there got us started so you've interviewed everyone from business leaders to mindfulness experts psychotherapists to share their insights on compassion wellness and well-being have you noticed this pivot especially in this in these times to focus more on these topics than ever before what's your takeaway from each interview my takeaway on each interview is that everybody struggles everybody has their highs and lows it's our ego that wants to compare hey they are that big you are not there yet they are already there it is our ego ego is the enemy that wants to compare all the time in the beginning and i'm so lucky that i gotten so many big names early on in this podcasting you sure have challenging my anxiety level used to be so high that how do i prepare how do i start because starting the when you press a record it's a complete mindset shift it's a complete psychological shift so how can i prepare for this guest who has decades of experience for instance george gilbol taylor she's a neuroscientist she Loved had it, she had she had it my stroke of insight she was on oprah another guest for instance alisa khan she's ranked as number 1 startup coach in the world how to how should i prepare i'm new in this world how should i prepare so just trusting yourself reminding yourself that you are doing the best you can at this present moment so dealing with that anxiety and just being in the present moment yes back back to your question in 2020 when the covid hit people were more open they didn't have more options people were sitting at home people were starting to talk about more about mental health the need has already been there for a long long time but 
2020 brought more awareness on the surface. It became more normal to talk about all these things. Mindfulness, mental health, any transformative practices, these are timeless practices. They are not going to go anywhere. If you have an arsenal of all these practices, you will be resilient. You will deal through tough times, challenging times, be it COVID or any XYZ, fill in the blanks. You will go through it. It These practices doesn't mean that you will never have a challenge suffering. You will have more suffering. You will have more challenge because you have more awareness. You are not living on the surface. With all these mindfulness, meditation, conscious practices, you allow things to come on the surface. You really feel it. And yesterday, day before yesterday, was one of those low days of my week where you at one on one side you see that everything is working, on another side it's your ego that is saying, no, it's not working, that self-talk, that inner conversation, that devil on the shoulder saying, no, it's not working, you need more guests with high following, you need more downloads, you need more and more. The more thing is not going to be enough. The more you get it, the more ego will come into the place. So how do you deal with that? Reminding yourself that there is always an abundance. There is always an abundance. It's a process. It's a, it's a practice every day. Exactly. And that leads uh, to my next question. Your number one episode with Raj, the business professor and author, if you're so smart, why aren't you happy? That was such an amazing episode. I really enjoyed your conversation with him. And I'm not surprised. Talk to us about that. If you're so happy, if you're so smart, why are you not so happy? And I used to be that one. I used to be smart, but I was never happy up until at the age of 27. Why? Because running after money, making more money. Why? You want to prove to others, you want to prove to yourself, which is fine. Having money buys you resources having money buys you comfort does it buy you happiness yes and no i think it buys you thrills you can get a new car you can get a new house it buys you thrills that thrill doesn't last long it's a temporary thrill happiness is something it's difficult to define all these mistakes all these spiritual leaders will say Happiness is inside of you. It's very difficult to contemplate. It sounds simple that happiness is inside of you. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, says, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. It's a good reminder, but it's an everyday practice to cultivate happiness. We can be happy throughout the day or throughout the life. These are the moments we have to find those moments to cultivate happiness. I live through moment to moment. I'm recording this thing with you. I'm in the moment. I don't know what's going to happen after an hour. I may be disappointed. I may be unhappy. I may be frustrated. So how can I cultivate more of those positive emotions? And that is what Raj Raghunathan, he's a business professor at the University of Texas. He has come from India. He has done MBA, PhD, very renowned business professor. He he wrote a book 
if you are so smart, why are you not happy? And he's talking about all these practices. How can we cultivate more of these practices? And the same positive psychology talks about it. You know, how can we cultivate more of it? The emotions don't have to be negative all the time. And we can cultivate more of the positive emotions. And one of the guests on my podcast, John Schinnerer, he's a he's a psychologist, and he talks about having two buckets. One is positive emotions bucket, and another is negative emotions bucket. These emotions are there next to each other, but how can we cultivate more of positive rather than focusing on the negative? Yes, when we focus on the negative, we are aware that there is negativity out there. There is negativity inside of me. How can I shift from this negative emotion? As Thal Ben-Shahar says, there is no negative thing. It's just unpleasant. You have to sort through it. You have to talk to your support system in terms of a therapist, in terms of a friend. If I'm so excited, I would just text a friend, hey, I got this guest to say yes the podcast when guy kawasaki said yes to the podcast i called my friends hey i can you imagine <laughs> the sharing things with your loved ones or just processing it having the ability to process those unpleasant emotions what is really going on deep down and then sorting through it what is your meditation practice like these days is it every day is it in the mornings, evening, talk to us about what you do. If it is not done in the morning, it is hardly get done <laughs> for me. My routine is when I wake up, I drink water and uh, I sit for 20 to 30 minutes in the morning, first thing in the morning. Sometimes silent meditation, sometimes breathing meditation. I am a huge fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. So I use his meditation practices in terms of guided meditation practices on YouTube. I'm a person who likes to go deeper into one teacher. I'm, I don't follow a bunch of folks. I follow a handful of folks and I really go deep. If I, When I want to Im improve my interviewing skills, I listen to Larry King. He died last week. Yes. And Cal Fussman, Tim Ferriss. I really go deep. In terms of meditation, Joe Dispenza. These days, Joe Dispenza, I listen to his guided meditation and his breathing exercises. It changes your psychology, physiology, 20 to 30 minutes. But if somebody is starting on a meditation journey, you cannot do 20 minutes for sure. It's a muscle. You are training your mental muscle. You have to start with one minute or two minutes when you're just starting. So and having consistent practice, when you are consistent for a number of weeks, you will automatically build that meditation practice. So this is my meditation practice and I feel better. I feel better when I do it. And after that, after my meditation practice, I do some basic yoga poses, cat, dog, an amateur on yoga. <laughs> you are a yoga but expert. You know what? Yoga is not about the pose. So it's just feeling good in your body. Yes. And my back hurts. I feel so I do those exercises to relieve that yes. temporary pain in my back through those yoga poses. Did it? Did meditation come naturally to you 
or did you struggle with it at first? It doesn't come naturally to me. Interesting. Nobody in my family relatives did that. Although I come from India, I never right. saw anybody in my family doing meditation or all these practices. These are ancient practices that come from India. Yes. I never saw anybody talking about all these things. I learned all these things after living in the US. <laughs> wow. And they started early too in schools in India, correct? The schools I went to, the colleges I went to, they didn't talk they didn't? about it. <laughs> Just you make money, you you know, you study hard. Shot. I had I had nobody. Wow. And that is where when we create these environments early on in our lives, in our children lives, we learn accordingly. It's all the environment. If if children see that their parents are doing meditation, their parents have these practices, they automatically learn at an early age. And this is what I asked my guest, hey, do you talk about meditation or mindfulness to your children? Yes, they do in different ways. And they do it together. What is your self-care routine like these days? And it can be anything. I'm big on self-care. I'm very big on self-care. So in the morning, meditation, and just thinking, writing three to five things, what I'm grateful for. Journaling if is I, awesome. If I miss it, I just remind myself. I don't try to be very rigid on any practice. Meditation is something I feel really better after that. It just gets gets me into the good feel mindset. And after that, three to five things that I'm grateful for. And just, I'm on the races. And I take lots and lots of walks. One to two hours of walk every single day. And they are divided into small chunks. 10 minutes of walk, 20 minutes of walk. If I'm after an hour, after two hours, after 90 minutes, just to reset. Or naps, taking 10 minutes nap, 15 minute nap, just to reset. I remind myself to listen to music. Sometimes just going going on a walk without any music or without any podcast in mind, just going silently, just trying to having walking meditation There's where you just try to see the trees and your mind is wandering that wanders. If you are an high achiever, your mind wanders a lot that you got to do the next thing. Yeah. And I breathe a lot. That is my so default important. now, breathing so all the time. When you have done it so much, it just becomes your default. So good. I love breathing practices. What's your vision of well-being like? That's a great question again. I don't know exactly. And uh, I used to set long-term visions. I really don't know, to be honest. I just know that what I'm doing in the next quarter, what I'm doing in 2021, and I know that I enjoy talking about all these things. I enjoy learning and sharing all these things. So my vision overall is to share information to help people live a peaceful life, calm life. And there are many ways to do that. There are many platforms to 
cultivate or to bring that peace, calm, relax, or mindfulness on the surface. It does for me in in 2021. It is gonna happen through a podcast in the future. Just never know. And recently, somebody asked me to become an advisor in their company in terms of presence collaboration. If I can be a thought partner, becoming an advisor. There are many avenues to bring your vision. There are many missions to bring your vision. So overall, this is where I'm at. It might change. I'm not sure. This is where my thinking is. I ask all my guests, have you had any mindset shifts or any thought patterns that were recently dismantled that came to light? You touched briefly upon that. You know, we have so much conditioning in our lives. Asking for help. Yes. I was a lone wolf for a long time. Good one. Asking for help doesn't mean that you are a weak person. It simply means you just don't know. And raising your hand when you don't know. I'll give you a specific example. I'm still in corporate. I still have an engineering job. And I still do the podcast full-time along with it. So in the corporate, how do you speak up for yourself when you don't like it or when you don't appreciate anything or when you are not aligned with certain things? You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be disrespectful to others. So speaking up your mind. There have been many instances in the last few months where I have stood up for myself. I told this is not my area of expertise. And if I play in this field, my best will not come because I'm not good at it. I know my strengths. If I work on my strengths or if I work in the areas of my strength, that is where my fulfillment, the productivity will go up and up. And I'm just saying, you know, when you say all those things, they might say, hey, we don't need you. We don't get a new job or do this and do that. People take on things that they are not comfortable with. So speaking of for yourself, it just, you're saying, hey, this is what I feel. This is what I don't feel. Asking for help. And that's where I learned through the podcast. You just ask people. I love that. You ask in your own ways, not trying to sell somebody That is what we see on LinkedIn, on Instagram. You are trying to sell all the time. There is a way strategically move. If you make your move strategically, there is a way to ask. And I have been very particular on my strategic move. If I'm doing a cold pitch, I've done so many hundreds of cold pitches in just 2020. I've realized what is working, what is not working. So last year, I sat down, I compiled all my cold pitches in one document. I saw what worked and what didn't work. So hundreds of cold pitches. So asking for help and asking for support, you ask, you never know who is going to say yes. I asked you for the podcast, you said yes. If you, If I didn't ask you, if I was... In my own fear of judgment, fear of failure, what is what is going to happen? You just ask. Sometimes putting the first step, focusing on the next step. If when somebody says yes, and then you are you are 
starting from the reverse or from the end somebody said yes to you and then you start for instance somebody said yes to me for the podcast then i will prepare for the podcast i don't have to prepare first and then ask for them you just ask keep asking keep asking in your own ways in your and having an empathy for others when i ask somebody to be on the podcast i'm trying to be specific when i ask somebody to be on the podcast and i literally tell them hey i know how busy you are if you don't have any bandwidth for fine for sure no no worries no pressure if you have read my email this far that's great i borrowed this strategy from tim ferris showing an empathy hey we all are busy you are busy if you don't have time that's fine if you have sent me an email that the solid matters i know i will convert this in the long run i'm playing the long term game even if somebody yes. says no to you do not take no personally they are just not seeing the possibility in your vision exactly. there is a great book on this the art of possibility some great read i've read that book many 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 times the art of possibility how do you create possibilities in your life so deep book it says if if i'm asking you a favor and you say no it is just that you are not seeing the possibility in my offer you are not enrolled exactly you are not saying no to me so it's a way to rethink if somebody is saying no what are you doing or just they're not interested that's all exactly. it sounds so simple and when you have gotten so much of rejection so much of no's then it's a muscle muscle of no you you get comfort you are comfortable with getting no's you just take it oh this is part of the journey sure so simple yet powerful and you can never take it personally what does prayer mean to you i grew up in a religious family hindu religion and i saw everybody doing prayers for some reason i was never inclined towards praying or going to temples and all these things i was never inclined i never felt connected mm-hmm. i didn't even know that spirituality and all exists or matters but now at this point i believe there is something something else is there some some universe which is running this whole thing there is this intelligence so i believe in that now i i say thank you to universe to god i say thank you more often now i just thank you for giving me all these opportunities so i remind myself to say more and more thank you so we can say that that is my prayer and i ask hey god universe give me strength give me strength to deal with this thing give me courage that's what i ask for i don't ask for give me this and give me that give me money give me more guests give me this and that no give me more strength to deal with the tough times and i know i'm very resilient that something has been in me since i was very small kid so you you build that wall and my wall was resilience See, no matter what is going to happen i will succeed without any support system so i was succeeding throughout my life without having any external support so that is what my prayer is saying thank you and reminding myself and just telling god 
Anyways, perfect. Thank you for for everything. If there was one thing you wanted people to take away from this conversation today, what would it be? One thing is that if I am able to do all these things, it means it is possible. If a guy like me can do all these things, it is possible. To be specific, experiment with your life. You never know which experiment may work. This I started this podcast journey as an experiment. It worked to a certain extent, and not overly attached to the outcome. And that is natural. We human beings get attached. Human beings can get attached. So the one thing that I remind myself every day, and I would like to share that: how can we mitigate the downside and up the upside? So, for instance, I do this podcasting. I don't get paid for this, but I enjoy the process. What is my upside? Getting to know the experts, learning about them, building up my network. Upside, asking great questions. In my entire life, I will never get an opportunity to ask these deep, vulnerable questions to all these experts that they have never been asked before. It's upside, improving my communication skills, improving my voice on the mic. There is always upside, and downside is even if nobody listens, I'm the only one listening and learning. That is the only downside. Learning is not the downside if nobody listens because I'm not attached to the money part yet. I'm not worried about the downloads or the listens. I'm just trying to play in a field where I can up my upside. That is the one thing. How can we mitigate the downside and up the upside in every box of life, in everything, and how to allocate your resources? how to invest we talk about financial investment but your energy investment we don't talk about energy investment exactly how do we allocate our resources energetically if there is no energy it really doesn't matter how much time you have in the world it's all about the energy management and there's a great book on that the power of full engagement by jim layer how do you allocate or manage your emotional mental spiritual energy and i know there have been many days where in the in the evening time when i had more time but i didn't have energy left so how do you allocate your energy and this is where i think more and more on everything what things that i do which increases my energy or gives me energy boost if i am in in the morning time if i'm spending so much of my time on the social media that is not a good way of using my energy and this is where i'm shifting so trying to work on the things that really matter when my energy is high everybody has their optimized state so figure out what is your optimized state when you can play the game in a much much better way it if the conditions are not favorable to you if the environment 
is not favorable to you it really doesn't matter if you are jordan michael jordan or whoever you will fail most likely how do we create the conditions which are favorable to us then you can play your game in a much better way and i know when i press the record button on the podcast and i go with this intention i am going to take the control on the conversation this is my show and i'm going to take control this is what I, larry king says and learn from him how do you take control on the questions that you want to take because you can take take control on the things that you can and do not give a damn about the things that you cannot take control on i'm going to leave it at that that's perfect nishant you are so inspiring you gave so many valuable insights my favorite podcast among just a handful of others but i really love all your guests and i'm so glad we had the opportunity to connect again thank you so much for joining me in this mindfulness movement all the amazing good work you're doing and i'm just so grateful that you came to speak with me today i wish you much continued success to shot thank you so much lisa thank you for listening to this podcast episode today if you did enjoy this please subscribe to this podcast on apple podcast or you can visit https colon slash slash nishantgarg.me n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g.me you can also share this episode with your loved ones to help them live a fulfilled life you are not alone in this journey we all struggle in life there is no shame in talking about it i go through my highs and lows i get depressed and these practices help me in living a resilient life you can also do this you got this don't judge yourself you are doing the best you can and thank you so much again okay.